This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is the Your Kick Ass Life podcast, episode 26. All information and links can be found by going to Your Kick Ass Life forward slash 26. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no-BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Welcome, ass kickers, to another episode of the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast. I'm Andrea Owen, your host. We are on episode 25, and I am really, really jazzed to have today's guest because I don't use the word jazz very often. I should use it more. <laughs> you guys know I always talk about my former coach, Gina Gabellini. It's always Gina this, Gina that. Gina gave me this mantra. Gina gave me this tool. And uh, you probably heard the story about how I manifest all kinds of things by using her products and and using her words of wisdom. So she is my guest today, Miss Gina Gabellini. Say hi, Gina. Woohoo! I'm so thrilled to be here, and I'm jazzed too. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are new to Gina, let me read her bio. Gina is a master business coach who supports conscious entrepreneurs to double and even triple their profits by leveraging attraction principles, systems, and fun. She is the co-author of Life Lessons for Mastering the Law of Attraction with Eva Gregory, Mark Victor Hansen, and Jack Canfield. Combining vision, divine guidance, and proven strategies, Gina delivers top-tier private coaching and sold-out seminars that have allowed committed entrepreneurs to blow past their self-imposed limits, ditch the drama of overwhelm, and move into radical joy, inner peace, and ever-increasing profits. She's at MasterpieceCoaching.com, and peace is P-E-A-C-E, like inner peace. So welcome to the podcast. Woohoo! This is such a perfect venue for you and your high energy. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it is. I, I, I agree. <laughs> the podcast was born, actually, because I, I was writing the book and I was so tapped out creatively writing and I still had so much to say. I was like, I just need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and it was born. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I want to start out, uh, I, I think... All of you, and you should know, you know, in your bio, you talk about helping business owners um, double and even triple. The year that I worked with you, and I know I've mentioned this to you before, that year I actually quadrupled my income. So there's- Woohoo! I know. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shit got real, yeah, in 2012. <laughs> but, you know, and, and when I worked with Gina, I did business stuff and life stuff, and, and I think, you know, you really can't have one without the other, and- um, I know you're writing a book, and it's about money and law of attraction. Is that correct? It is. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about mostly in in this in this um, 
little time that we have together. So I wanted to start with with asking you a question that has come up for my audience and that, you know, in my classes I've been asked this and I did some market research a few months ago and this was the reply from several of several people in my audience and it's the topic of trusting the universe and having patience. So mm-hmm. how do you teach people to do this in our fast, very 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 fast-paced world? Well, if we're just focused on now, this right now moment, then there's no patience needed because I'm not looking forward going like, well, where's my stuff or where's my experience or how's this all going to unfold? And like, so I have this, you know, big launch happening and there's a thousand, it feels like a thousand million little particles to take care of. And I had a team meeting yesterday and as we, I was kind of sharing with them, okay, here's the big lineup of the calendar of how things were going to unfold and everybody's asking their questions. My mind started ticking away on, oh my gosh, I still have to do that. Oh my gosh, I still have to do that. And I felt my heart rate start picking up and I was like, oh my God, I thought it was calm and everything was cool until this moment. And now I'm a little bit like, holy crap. And I said, nope. You just continue. You knew all these pieces existed and you had to have them done before this moment. And all you have to do is focus on the one that you have to do today. Because if I do that, I'm not trying to race through it or push to get it done. I'm actually enjoying the process of whatever it is. I don't care if it's a piece of marketing or it's, you know, like I was just now looking at um, my book cover for my book. I was like, hmm, what else should we have? Instead of just going like, oh, I don't like that design. Oh, I like that one. I'm like, let me just sit here and be with it and sort of rush through this. Because if I act like I have all the time in the world, I will. And I don't have to worry about, you know, that, come on, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Chop, chop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because in this now moment, I don't even have to try to be patient. I really don't. And you can, I mean, you can do this because I've watched people in my same position during a big launch have extreme meltdowns, say they're never going to do it again. I had somebody tell me before I ever did mine, which scared the crap out of me. They said, doing a launch was like, um, what they say? It was like planning seven weddings and having triplets. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell no, I'm never going to do one then. <laughs> and my marketing coach said, no, Gina, really, it's just about planning. You know how to plan. I'm like, really? Seriously? It's just about planning? Okay. So I feel like you don't even have to try to trust the universe because sometimes that just seems so out there. It seems nutso. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, like I want this big, huge thing or I need the money now and I'm supposed to be trusting the universe when everything's going to shit right in front of me. Um, That doesn't seem realistic. And it's kind of not. So you don't even have to try to trust the universe, but you can trust you to be in the moment and pay attention and have a good time with what's right in front of you. Like I know you've got kids, so you're like me. We both have little ones. And I know if I'm trying to get something done and the kids are like, mama, I need this moment. I need that. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, Gina, just forget about the thing you were going to get done. Just go be present with the kids right now. And you know, like in five minutes, they're going to forget about you. You won't even exist to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With them right now. Everything's going to be good. And it is. And then all of a sudden, I don't even have to worry about getting my stuff done or having it, you know, all come together because it does. It's like the universe just opens up, lays out the red carpet and says, here you go. It was all here for you. It's just like you just got to be calm. <laughs> just relax. Yeah. And in that, you know, for anyone listening that knows me and, you know, one of my hardest things 
in my own self-help journey was letting go of control just in general. <laughs> and I remember working with you. One of the things that I had a panic when my, my child care fell through and it was my mom and I was panicked. Like, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to run my business and find childcare and afford childcare? And I, I, we had just moved. I didn't know anyone, you know, I didn't trust anyone. And, and, you know, you told me like, it just, just believe it will happen. Just decide that it will happen and trust yourself and trust that it just will be. And I just was like, this girl is crazy. <laughs> but the thing was, I didn't really have any other option. It's like either panic or do that. And your way sounded way woo woo, but easier. So I tried it and it, I'll be damned if it totally worked. And there was childcare right in front of my nose. It was my kid's preschool teacher and it, and it completely, totally worked out. And so I remember that story when I have moments of, of like, so worrying about the how. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's really important. I remember you manifested that really quick. She was like, damn, she was all thinking she could. And all of a sudden, look, bam, she did it. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that we can count on too, is that if we can slow down, especially when things are fast and we need whatever we need, the end result fast. Like I know, I'm talking about childcare. I know when I have an event coming that I really want to go to and I used to look for childcare, like, okay, who can babysit that night? And if I got all wound up and out of sorts, it was like, nobody would respond to me. I sent out 10 texts to 10 different babysitters. Nobody would respond. But when I, in my mind, I just go, oh, for sure, we're going to get a babysitter. Of course I'm going to that event. The first person will respond to me. So it's our energy mm -hmm. that has the solutions delivered up either fast or it can take their time and it seems like it's never going to show up. But there is always a solution there. And I think that's the better question to ask is, what do I need to do or be right now so that I can get in alignment with my end desire? And then I'll know if there's something more for me to do. Because sometimes... You don't do anything. And sometimes there's a lot of doing, but the doing doesn't feel frantic or fast paced because you're just taking each thing in. A, like, I trust this. I want to do this. And woohoo, of course, I'm going to get my end outcome. I don't even need to, I don't need to give it any more weight in my brain. I can just shut that door and know that it's handled. I don't have to, you know, go over it and over it and over it in my head. Cause that's what I used to do. Like, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my God, shut it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I, I have another question for you. Okay, so what about, because this is totally me. So I'm not someone, and I used to envy people that were really motivated by money. And I just am not that person and I would try to be, and I'm just not. So, but I, I do know, you know, in working with you, what I am motivated by and one of my core desires is freedom. I'm definitely motivated by freedom, but not by money. So what about people that aren't motivated by money, but they still need to live and pay their bills and do all that stuff? Yeah. Such an awesome question. Cause you're like a lot of people that I coach and they're like, it's very painful. Like when I have the money conversations, I'd say that it's like, get more, forget the money. Cause the money is just the vehicle to get you what you want. So you have to like focus beyond the money. Like you said, so what does that freedom look like for you? And if I'm going to have that lifestyle, then how do I, how, how do I monetize what I'm currently doing? Like, I don't have to really change anything I'm doing so much as how, how do I go about monetizing it? Or how do I be an awesome strategist with wealth investment? Because I just got off the phone with somebody who was like one of the number one bloggers on wealth. And some of the stuff he usually talks about, like spins my noodle, it makes my head hurt. And I mm -hmm. love him to death. 
like, oh my God, it feels so hard. But he gave me these two inquiries today. Like when you're, he said, you know, when you're spending your money or whatever actions you're taking around your money, whether it's investing or you're spending it on stuff or fluff, whatever it is, is, you know, ask yourself, is this getting me closer to what I want or farther? And am I really getting a return on investment that is valuable from this money I'm spending? I'm like, oh my gosh, those questions sound so much more appealing than keeping a spending journal mm-hmm. or watching every little penny because now I can get connected to what I want rather than I got to watch every dime. And he explained it like, you know, it's like going on a diet. You know, if you go on a, a diet, you would immediately want to just shove everything in your mouth. And it's the same with, you know, okay, stop spending your money. It's like, oh, but I want that and I want that and I want that. And you cave. And I think if you're not motivated by money, just skip the whole money conversation and go straight to what's the money going to get me and let me focus there. And then again, you can ask the universe and your own inner guidance about the strategies to make that so. Like, I too want more freedom next year. I I used to launch so many classes every year. It was like back to back to back. It was so much work for me, my team. I'm just like, God, I hate promoting. Mm -hmm. I teach the damn class. And so next year, this year I cut back and I'm like, wow, so awesome to dig my teeth. If I'm going to promote, I want to do it right. It's so awesome to dig my teeth into that. But I had to, if you told me to just cut back on classes, I instantly went into resistance. I can't. I need Mm -hmm. the money. And then when I thought about the freedom, I thought, well, what would give me more freedom? Well, if I only launched a couple of classes a year and just went all out and so special about the way I delivered all the launch content before I even asked people to buy, it's going to be like party planning all the time. It's going to be fun for me. Yeah. Like, oh, now that sounds exciting. Okay, I can cut back on classes. But if you pitch it to me in a different way, I'm not going to buy. So you have to find the way for you. Each person is different, right? Well, what is going to motivate me to get my game face on around money? Even Mm -hmm. though I told you just not to focus on the money, you focus on it to make the decisions in the beginning. Well, how do I monetize what I'm currently doing? Or how do I get more strategic about the way I'm saving or spending? And then I've completed that conversation. I know what my actions are. Let me follow through in a way that feels good. And I'm just going to focus on the end result, not the money piece. It's what the money is going to get me, not the money itself. I first gave AG1 a try because I was feeling low energy and sluggish and coffee just wasn't giving me what I needed. Especially in these winter months, I struggle with pep in my step. And since drinking AG1, I felt more energized and focused. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. Because aging is a part of life that we all have to deal with, but I don't think it should prevent me from doing the things I love, like going on long hikes with my dog. I want to do the things that matter to me for as long as possible, which is why I drink AG1 every morning to support my brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm laying the groundwork for long-term health. I know with AG1, I'm giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to have them as a long 
lifetime partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com noise. That's drinkag1.com noise. Check it out. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. With Shopify POS, you can accept credit cards, mobile payments, and every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing, starting on day one. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash noise. Because I love the game of money, but if I don't have it attached to something, even savings, I, I like to save for specific things, but I also like to, like, I like the money game of like, well, let's see if I can get an extra five grand in there by this date. Or what if I got it up to 50,000? It's never been at 50,000 before in my savings. Mm-hmm. What do I do? So I make everything into a fun game. Otherwise, I just feel like a good or a bad girl based on how well I'm doing, which is sucky, right? You're in judgment. Yeah, I I love all of that. So many great nuggets. And I want to bounce back to the very first thing you were saying about that question of, you know, is this going to bring me closer or farther away from from my goal when you're spending? And, and you know, as you know, when you taught me, everything is energy. And, and I remember you taught me about the energy I put out when I open up my bills. Mm. And... <laughs> you know, what is the conversation that you're having with yourself or the conversation you're having to your bills as you're opening these up and you're paying your bills when, you know, it's debt and student loans and things like that. And so here's an example. So years ago when we were still in San Diego and struggling, you know, I had just started my business and, you know, and anyone listening knows when you first start a business, it's tough and you probably just break even a lot of times. And it got to a point where, um, I knew we had to make a change. My husband wanted to move to somewhere with a lower cost of living. San Diego's tough. And, um, I was resistant and it came to the point where we were going to put our, our oldest child in daycare or in preschool and we couldn't afford it. And it was like $350 a month for two days a week for two hours. And I just was like, I can't take on this added expense. And I was devastated and, and I knew like extracurricular activities were going to be tough. And, and so now it's years later and we are in a completely different place. Um, you know, obviously my business is thriving and we're in a lower cost of living. So I don't even think about it when I write that check for, for preschool and, and, you know, karate and tumbling and soccer. So what you just made me think of Gina is, instead of just not even thinking about it when I'm writing these checks is to stand in gratitude and, and like just love that. Cause I haven't done that, you know, just like, Oh my, how grateful I am that it is just a non-issue 
that we are paying for all these extra things for our kids. Cause four years ago, it was a big issue. And so like I've made something happen. That was on my vision board. It was on my vision board and it was something I wanted to change and it did. So that's just to kind of like tag on to what you just said is, is really sinking into gratitude for the things for money stuff. Yeah. You know, I just posted a picture that a friend of mine did that said, you know, your life right now is somebody else's dream. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's so powerful because even in our brokest of broke moments, I was just talking to somebody uh, yesterday who was having issues paying her bills. But I said, and I had told her the same thing. I said, if somebody walked into your house right now and was to hang out with you for an hour in your space, they would think that you were one of the most abundant, opulent people they ever met. And the same thing, when I was at my brokest of broke, I lived in the most badass house I have ever lived in in my life. But I was so focused on, oh, my God, I'm broke. I can't buy anything for it, even if I need a new, you know, mat in front of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I can't afford the $15 thing. And I just made even the bill paying a game. And to be in constant appreciation of what what that bill got you, even if it's debt, you're not bad. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you look at it as like, well, it was a poor choice. I didn't really need to buy that. You know what you did? And it was awesome and it felt good at the time. So don't be in remorse over it right now. Get into alignment with it and make it a game. How much can I pay on this? If it's a credit card, can I pay five bucks over this month? Even if I can do that, let me be in extreme appreciation around that extra five bucks that I can put towards this bill. And if I don't have enough money to do that, let me make it a game to see which bill can I pay first? If I only have enough for one, let's let's go for it and let's get in alignment with it. And let's commit and make a decision that I'm going to pay that bill this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, start where, wherever you're at. Yeah. Well, speaking of the money game, so where do most people backslide in their inner money game? They think that nothing is happening because things aren't moving quick enough and they quit in their mind. They start giving up. Even if it, they don't say that to themselves, they start doubting that it can happen. They don't mm-hmm. see how everything, anything's ever going to change and they don't have their game face on. So game face is, I'm so going to do this. I'm going to do it. I don't know how, but I'm going to see what happens if I have the attitude, like, of course I'm going to pay my bill. And sometimes, obviously, if you're a business owner, you have a little bit more freedom of bringing in more money. Even if you don't know how, there's that opportunity. You don't always have that opportunity unless you're in sales when you work for somebody else. So you have to get creative because sometimes there's there will be nothing in your line of vision that says, well, here's an option. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have an option, so what do I have to do? And sometimes it's just about being in extreme appreciation and not taking tabs on do I have the money in my account or not? It's like, if you don't have it, stop looking. If it makes you feel bad to go look at the bank account, don't. 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 Do Mm -hmm. something about it. What would you do that for? It's like getting on the scale. When you hate the number on the scale, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. How's your pain? Get on it when you know you probably dropped a pound or don't get on it at all. Or it's like hitting a bruise that's already there and you know it's going (laughs) to hurt. Like, why would you do that? Let it heal. And what you can do is start looking at the evidence, not in terms of money showing up, but how good do I feel? Because how you feel is evidence about what's forthcoming in your future. So if I feel good about it and I feel like an appreciation around money and I'm feeling solid, even though there's no monetary evidence in my bank account, I'm on the right track. And that's what you can trust. The money is just a byproduct of how you feel. So I would base 
you know, if you're moving forward or not on how you feel first, not how many dollars are coming in. So true. I have never manifested money or anything else for that matter coming from a scarcity mindset ever. It's impossible. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know, scarcity mindset means like, I'm, I'm not going to have enough. I know that this isn't going to work. That person has more than me. Look at my, look at my bank account over and over and over that kind of stuff. It's, it's true. Like the other day, and this is going to seem kind of woo woo, but I know mindset is everything. I, last year I had won in a contest. It wasn't a raffle or anything. It was actually something that I, I was take, having to take action and it was a reward, let's say. And I won five iPad minis and they were for my team. And so, and I had some extra, I gave it to my kids. It was awesome. I just still, every time I look at the iPads, I always think when people walk in like, oh, your kids are so spoiled. I'm like, no, I want it. <laughs> yeah. But I was at an event um, this past weekend and it was a benefit for a friend's uh, school, a charter school for their kids. And she said, oh, and they're doing this really cool raffle. And if you buy this card, they're going to play this fun game, Heads or Tails. And it's a $20 ticket, but you can win an iPad. I'm like, I want to win an iPad. And I know lots of people who could use iPads that I could give that to. I'm going to win an iPad. And then I started thinking, like the little gremlin came in my head and said, girlfriend, you just won five. What are the odds that you're going to win another one? And like, you really need another one? It's like, no, I don't need it. I know there's somebody though. I just, I don't know. I felt compelled to play. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find the girl selling the tickets anywhere in this mass of people. And finally, I'm just like, okay, whatever. If we can't find her, we can't find her. I know the contest is about to start and... There she was, like two minutes before the thing started. We bought the ticket. Who do you think won? I did. I did. And my mate was watching me, and he's like, I cannot believe it. He's like, but I knew you were going to win. I said, you did? I said, it was in my mind, it was kind of like an odds thing. Like, I got seven things in a row. I chose heads or tail the right way. I was the only one who did out of all the people who bought. But it was the mindset of, why not? I'm not attached to getting the iPad. My life is obviously not going to deteriorate and I'm not going to go cry in a corner if I don't win the iPad. However, it would be damn fun. So let's play to win. And I just listened to my inner guidance on heads or tails. And um, it happened. And my girlfriend who was running the whole thing up front was just shaking her head going, oh my God, you always win stuff. I'm like, I know because I don't play to win in terms of, I gotta win. I play to see out of curiosity what I can align with and see what happens. And I think that's the way we need to be in our money game is have the end goal of what you want, know that you want it. But if you get so hooked in and attached to, if it doesn't happen, I mean, my, I'm going to, I'm going to be deteriorating in some way because you can't find solution in that place and you're not a match vibrationally to that which you want, because in terms of law of attraction, right, everything's vibrates. And the more positive you are and the better outlook you have, the higher the vibration. And you're a perfect match to solutions, people, places, things when when you're in tune with what you want. And while it might sound woo-woo, it's like it's free to try. So go mm-hmm. give it a try and prove it wrong. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Just a, that's exactly why I started trying the law of attraction because I was in such a bad place years ago that I was like, okay, this is free and I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to try it. And it worked. So (laughs) it's free, you guys. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I want to ask you kind of like a general question because some people might be listening to this and they're brand new to the law of attraction. They're not really sure. And, 
And, you know, some of my listeners own businesses, some don't, they, they might work at a corporate gig or they're stay at home moms. So can you talk about money in general and what people can do now to attract the kind of abundance that they really want? Make a plan. And it's not necessarily a plan to how you will get the money, a plan for how a spending plan, like how, what is it that I really want? Like you said, you did your, your vision map or your treasure map where you cut, you know, cut out pictures or draw pictures or collect pictures like mm-hmm. Pinterest can be your vision board, um, where you post pictures of what you want and then make a decision that this isn't some pie in the sky stuff. Like this is no kidding what I'm going to go out and get. This is what I want in my life. This is a life I'm building and st- and then decide out of all those things. What are the, like say the top three that you want to take action on first. And they may not make financial sense. Some of them may seem crazy to you at this moment. But get the commitment in your head, all right, who do I have to be in order to align with that vision? And if I'm telling myself that I'm not worthy or I never get good luck or Gina just says she wins stuff, I never have good luck. Neither did I before I decided that I did. Mm-hmm. Start making decisions about who you want to be in the world and still say you're going to stay true to your values. You're going to not do things that you don't want to do. You're only going to do stuff you love. You're going to start saying no to more things that suck and that you don't like. And you're not going to worry as much about what people think. And you're going to take to heart everything that Andrea wrote in her book so you can be kick ass and get your confidence built up so that you can really trust that you can have this sort of stuff. And then you'll be... You know, I would say look and see if there are any actions you can take right away. Like for me, part of my plan of what I wanted was I wanted a bigger savings account. And I wanted to start saving money for my kids' college because I kept thinking, girl, if you don't start now, one day you're going to wake up and your kids are going to want to go to some big-ass expensive school. And you're going to say, sorry, can't do that because I didn't take action. So I said, all right, what can I afford now? All right, well, what if I just put in 50 bucks a month? I mean, it doesn't seem like my kids went to the most expensive school on the planet. I ain't going to buy much on 50 bucks. <laughs> Don't buy books. <laughs> it became a habit. So I started, it felt more abundant. I felt confident that at least I was doing something. Mm-hmm. So take some sort of small baby step, some inspired action that makes puts you back in your power. It makes you feel like you are causing something. You know, action breeds confidence. But you want to uh, make yes. You know, you want to take, you want to do an action that feels good. Yeah. I always say that action breeds confidence. I want to, I want to say two quick things about what you just said that it's like, I tell people all the time, you know, that are wanting different things. And it's like, you can, you can want, you know, you can make a list of what you want in your perfect mate. You can make a list of what you want in the perfect job, but more importantly, make a list of how you're going to show up. How are you going to be in this new relationship? How are you going to be in this new job that you want in your life and, and, and being in alignment with these things that you want? I think that that, that a lot of people forget that. And then they wonder why things aren't going their way because you're the most important factor in all of this. And, and the other thing too is, you know, what you were saying about, about putting that little savings in for your, for your kids and, And it's just an action that makes you feel good. It's the same thing just happened to me last month. I decided, so ever since I've owned my business, I have not, and I've been panicked about it. I have not um, put anything away for retirement. And I, back when I worked in corporate gigs, I had an an IRA and, you know, it was easy because work set it up. But now that I'm a, a, you know, sole proprietor, I hadn't done that yet. And, you know, my husband has worked corporate, so he's got his stuff all set up. But if he up and leaves me, you know, like it's an, <laughs> it's an IRA. So I'm going to be on my own. And so 
I had, I finally made that step and I called our financial advisor and I set it up and I was so afraid. And, you know, to make this financial commitment, they're going to take the money out (laughs) automatically every month to put it in my IRA. And I felt like such a, it was like scared sighted, you know, like I was nervous about it, but I'm like, I had to talk myself down off the ledge. Like, Andrea, it's okay. You have the money. And it was a very big girl move. You know, I'm, th- I'm going to be 39 next month and I am an adult. I know, but it's things like that, that just, it felt up leveled and it felt like, okay, this is legit. <laughs> and it might sound like, I feel silly, like saying it out loud, but these are the things that make me feel afraid, but scared at the same time. And I think, I mean, I don't know, maybe you can speak to that. That's, that's good, right? It's great. And what it does is Whenever you can, I love anything that's on an automatic payment, especially if it's going to savings, because what happens is at first we're scared. It happens, same thing if you own a business and you uh, increase your expenses because you're bringing somebody, an expert to help you or you're hiring a coach and you're like, oh my gosh, am I stupid for doing this? Like, is this crazy? I know it's a good move, but at the same time, like, what if I, ah, what if I can't make it? Mm-hmm. Every time you do that and you commit and you can get solidly behind the decision, you will up level your income. You will, uh, you will just attract so much more money because once you're committed, it's like the universe says, okay, she thinks she can afford it. Good. Give her more. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.
I remember when I bought my, um, I bought a BMW and I bought it off a, a lot. It was my first car I ever bought off a car lot. And I remember when they said, well, how much do you want to put down? I'm like, oh, I had to put money down. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't have money set aside for this. They said it's going to be 8,000, you know, you should probably put down about 8,000 bucks. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have that. So let me think about it because I want the car. And I thought about it and I thought, well, I'm just going to put it on a credit card and I'm going to commit in my head that by next month, some miracle is going to happen and I'm going to find the money to pay off my credit card because I don't want to be paying on a credit card. I mean, it's just, it was a stupid financial decision if I didn't pay it off. What did I have by the next month? I had made the biggest jump ever to that moment on how much income I had in one month and I was able to do it. And the same thing, the, the payments were at the time, they were more than the house, my house uh, rent. Oh my God. And I thought if my parents knew, they would look at me like, what are you thinking? But there was never a month ever, no matter what financial, like whatever happened to me, I had some low months, I had some great months. I was always had enough to make that payment. And I never made a late payment. It was because I was just so clear on the decision. Mm -hmm. And I think when you do that, it's like you are supported. Plus, like you said, it gives you the confidence. And when you have confidence, it's like you make different choices. And if you own a business, it's amazing. You'll come up with these new ideas to create revenue or a new marketing strategy or a new per person to partner with. And it all comes together, but not until you make the decision and you go for it. Sitting yeah. on the fence is painful, and once you make the yes, it's like get behind it fully and celebrate. That's I, I love that story, and I remembered that story because I have a very similar one that I want to tell that just happened like this week. So I, you know, I'm from San Diego, and my husband and I and the kids go out every summer for vacation to go see our families out there. And over the last three years that we've been going out since we moved out of state, we just we we drive out and then we schlep like a couple nights at everybody's house. And last year I was done. I'm like, this is too hard. It's not fun for me with two small children, like packing up, unpacking, moving to different people's houses, staying in their guest rooms. It just wasn't working. So I told my husband last year, we're going to rent a place next year. We just are going to do it. So, you know, it's time to plan for this summer. And I'm, I'm looking at places that I want to do. And I don't, I don't want to just do like some best Western. Like I want to go down by the beach and get a place and they don't let you do just like three or four nights. Like you have to book an entire week and it's pretty expensive. It's like thousands of dollars. So of course, when you're schlepping and you're not, you're not paying <laughs> your, your vacation's pretty inexpensive. So I'm like, okay, um, this is, and my husband's like, we can't afford that. He's looking at the quotes and he's like, how are we going to afford this, Andrea? And I, there was something telling me, Gina, book it, just do it. You'll figure it out. And I'm, but then like the reality, my, my reality brain is like, no, <laughs> you don't have the cash right now. How are you going to do this? You wanted to take some time off in July and August. You're paying for another certification in the summer. Like how, 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 how? And, and like, I kept telling a couple of my girlfriends, I'm like, I don't know why, but something keeps telling me just to book this. It was, and this is on my vision board. This is like my dream, like to be able to afford something like this, to give my kids memories, to to just do this. And so two nights ago I booked it and I told my husband and he looked at me like I was nuts. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And yeah, it was similar to your BMW story. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I paid the deposit and that was fine. The rest, the remainder of the balance, I, I don't know if I'm going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat, but it's just going to happen.
because I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. That's how you know your inner guidance is saying, hell yes. Yes. It was a total hell yes. And that, that brings up a good point. So unless you're at a hell yes for something like that, do not try this at home, folks. Do not try this at home. <laughs> because if you're on the fence and you're shaky about it, your gremlin is going to come back and kick your ass and it's going to feel crappy because it's just going to tell you like you're stupid, you made a bad choice, and then you're going to shrink. And now you're not connected to your power. You're not connected to your resources. So if it's a hell yes and it feels like it internally, that's your signal. If you're on the fence, you got some inner work to do before you say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, and for me too, I'm glad you, you, you brought that up. You know, don't, don't try this at home. I just, every time that I've done this, it's, it's been on a smaller scale. This amount is bigger than I've always, than I've ever done, but I've always done it. So the evidence always points positively to me only when I'm in alignment and, and I, I focus on the why and the what, and then the how always comes to me organically. Well said. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, cause you know, you, you mentioned that you have two small kids and I want to know what is, what are your, cause you helped me through this too. When I was, when I was coaching with you and can you give us your best tips on leveraging the law of attraction when it comes to quote unquote life balance, that thing that we all want? Yeah, I think um, balance is almost a crock of shit. I do too. I wrote a I wrote a chapter about it in my book, <laughs> and I called it that. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Crock of shit. Life balance is a crock of shit. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's the name of the chapter. Oh my god! I it's just um, it's like I feel like if you're in the flow. And you're real and flow to me just means I'm present and doing whatever I want to be doing in this moment. And when I do that, there's not, there may not be balance on a daily basis, but it balances out over time. Like a good example, if y'all saw, I'm so glad this is not, uh, we're not doing this with a video camera on my face in my office because my desk right now looks so embarrassing because I think it's about three or four inches tall with just stacks of stuff. Like, I can't even find anything. It's got thank you notes I'm sitting here waiting to write. It's got the bills over here on the left. And it's like, it's not going to happen this week. None of It's just going to stay looking like this, embarrassing for at least a week. And then maybe on the weekend, I'll have a, a pocket of time. Yeah, and your phone is ringing. <laughs> um it will, there will be a pocket of space where I can get to it and it will feel great. But especially as a mom, I've noticed like just throw the whole thing and balance out the window, Gina, because it is stressing you the hell out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, I don't cook as much. I'm more about like what's easy and things pile up before they get done. But overall time, they all happen. So I think it's about life balance is really about how I feel in this moment. And if I'm feeling that like, oh, I'm really digging in what I'm doing. It doesn't matter, quote, what gets done or not done. And maybe I exercise more intensely one day and the next day I just have time for my walk. It's like I just appreciate that I actually fit in a walk. <laughs> Let's just forget about the gym. I went for a walk. Let's focus appreciation on what I was able to do rather than what I was not able to do. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm still practicing, quite frankly, because since I became a mom, I had just had no idea. Like before, it's like, oh. As soon as I get a present in the mail, because it was just my birthday, right? And so I would just immediately write those thank you notes. And now it's like, well, if somebody has to get a note via email instead of a written note because it's taking me so long, it's so be it. Whatever. Let it go. 
<laughs> well, uh, thank you so much. On that note, we're going to wrap it up. And, and of course, we cannot leave without you telling everyone what they have what you have in store for them and, and where we can, where they can find it. And you guys, if you know, before Gina even starts telling you, if you go to your kickass life forward slash 25, the numbers two, five, you'll have all the links to Gina's stuff. We'll put a link up to for speed dial the universe, which is the product for under 20 bucks that I use that I've manifested all kinds of stuff and the link that Gina's about to tell you about right now. So take it away, my friend. Okay. So you'll be the first to get this. <laughs> it's my new book that came from inspiration and it was fun. It's called 10 minute money makers, how to easily double your profits in just 10 minutes a day. Cause when uh, I became a mom, I was shocked at how much, you know, how much time I did not have. It's like, okay, what can I do? That's quick mm-hmm. to make more money right now. Um, so it's just filled with 14 different strategies that you can use immediately to manifest money. Some of them are inner game. Some of them are outer game. This is definitely for people who have a business or in sales. Um, I got some great endorsements on the book from Jack Canfield, Joe Vitale, Robert Allen, some of my favorite authors of books who have, that have to do with money. And so you can just go to tiny URL. That's T I N Y T I N Y tiny URL.com forward slash kick ass book. Mm-hmm. TinyURL.com forward slash kick ass book. The link will be in the show notes for this. Um, if you guys forget that and, um, I and highly, it's free, like, it's it's free, free. right now. I know it's, it's free, free right now. Download it. And you know, if, for those of you that don't, that don't own a business, I, you know, I highly recommend that you go to Gina's site and, and, um, and get her. It's under 20 bucks. Is it still under 20 bucks? I'm telling everyone that no, it it's, it's gone up. Unfortunately, <laughs> Uh, trees. It's, it's really expensive, but you can also get it as an ebook. It's also an app on Apple and Android because of you and your request to That's make it. That's right. So. <laughs> yes. So you download the app and, and start, start manifesting, start learning more about the law of attraction and go to tinyurl.com kick ass book. And Gina's at masterpiececoaching.com P E A C E for peace. And thank you so much, so much. I'm so, I'm always so inspired after talking to you. You really, truly have, have changed my life. And again, I tell everyone about you. And, and you guys, you all know that if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. I always say it was from Gina, and which everyone loves. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was great fun, Andrea. I love what you're doing. You are kick-ass. And thank I'm you. Having me. You're welcome. I want to have you on again, too. Maybe at the end of the summer, we can talk more about the LOA. (laughs) And um, hey, y'all, if you have not signed up yet, um, head on over to bringyourthing.com is another place to stop by. Amy Smith and I are cooking up something good for you for free coming up. And that's about it. So until next time, ass kickers, keep kicking ass, and I will see you in the interwebs. Bye-bye.
Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.